everyone, welcome to A Quick Shot of Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this Quick Shot of Romance is Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. Um, I am super excited to talk to you about this book because it was a delightful surprise. I, um, yes, just, I love it. So good. I wasn't, so we are... In this episode, we are reviewing Made for You, which is book two in the Made for series by Natasha Madison. Yep. I read book one, and I really liked it. It was good. Um, mm-hmm. It took me back to her, um, not the Something series. What's the other one? There's the Something So. Oh, crap. So Natasha Madison, she has her something series, which is very hockey heavy. And then there's the other series, which is all the sisters. And this is series. This is series. That series was a little bit more emotional, a little bit more Mm -hmm. big feels. Mm -hmm. And then she had her um, only one, only one series. And those were really hockey heavy and, um, very family heavy, Grant Horton family heavy. And they were good, but I didn't love all of them. They weren't ones that were perfect for me. Um, So I read the Made for Me, which was book one in the Made for series. And I really liked it. It was different. It wasn't hockey. It was hockey adjacent. That's what everyone keeps hockey adjacent. Um, And I was super curious about this title. Um, because I read this right. read the blurb mm-hmm. and it was going to be sort of hockey adjacent again. And it surprised you in every way possible. So um, both characters were very different than I had anticipated and in not a, t- a bad way. Like, no. So Vivian, I wrote this in my review. Vivian is one of those people who is in everyone's book. She is always there. She was always doing things for people. She was always there listening to people, but she never really revealed who she was to us as readers. Yeah. And so I think that's why I was so intrigued about to find out who she was and it was so great yeah so the tropes of this book are neighbors this is absolutely an amazing grumpy sunshine like if you want to know how to what we want in a grumpy sunshine romance it is this book this very much so um because he wasn't an asshole he was grumpy for a reason for himself like yes yeah and he wasn't a jerk to the world he just no. closed himself off and was just trying to write his own ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sports romance. Um, I put Floof in charge because his puppy Beatrice. Right? We can't. Don't talk about it yet. We have okay. to. She needs her own. We need to okay. talk about her. Um, this is a family series. So this is the Made For series. It is a standalone, interconnected standalones. This is a slow burn. This book does not pop till 60%, but I was there for every word, every interaction, 
all the chemistry. Oh my gosh. It was like scorching hot chemistry. Yeah. So good. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and then uh, it it's available wherever you guys get books. And then content warning, there is a mention of suicide attempt and mental health issues. Yep. I also want to note it is out um, as an audiobook. I started the audiobook um, after its release. And the narrators are Connor Christ and Vanessa Edwin. And they do just what I've heard so far. I mean, amazing. They do a great job. Okay, so let's talk about Vivian and Xavier because they're pretty exceptional characters. They really are. These are very well-written characters. So let's talk about Vivian first because, Mm -hmm. like you said, she's always been kind of the wallflower on the page but not ever the center of attention and there's some big personalities within this family dynamic yeah and she's sort of like i know she's the youngest but she's almost like that oldest child who kind of just does everything that she's supposed to do like her dad is like super overprotective and she just kind of is like she just does it just because it's like probably easier but she really never does doesn't do what her dad out of love does you know yeah like you know what I mean even her dad and her uncle so her dad is Michael Mm -hmm. and there's her uncle Max and these two when they are on the page I have to imagine they take over the page they are loud on the page they steal the scene and I have to imagine you know as a writer I wonder if these are characters that constantly are talking to Natasha Madison. Like these are always in her head trying to fight for their time on the page. Like they need for to be sure. the center of attention. So as much as these two, Max and Michael, Michael and Max, whatever, they are the M&M. They have bantered through all of these book series and they're amazing. The one thing I think I love the most about these two men is how they love their family you never ever for one single second doubt how much they care about their family because it's in the little things how they drop everything wherever they're needed they're there and you better have your find my iphone location finder find my friends on your phone if not michael's like renting a jet to find you um (laughs) or a boat (laughs) or a boat but what i will say is in this book i sometimes when they get on the page they overtake the story And can sometimes, I I don't always love them in a story. They need to get off the page. This time, the way they were woven into this story Mm -hmm. was done so well. Because we got their funny banter. We got their little things. But it never took away from Vivian and from Xavier and their story of falling in love to each other. Right. So Vivian has kind of this chaotic life and she's um, went out on a boat with some friends and she just felt so at peace. And um, so she decides to buy a boat and like her dad's like, huh? Like her dad. And so she has brothers and her brothers and brother-in-law. So Wilson is like, that doesn't seem safe. And she, he's like, right, Michael? Like, you know, he is like this overprotective also. And she's like, it's fine. It'll be fine. 
Um, and so she kind of gets herself onto this boat and she's, and then she experiences Xavier and he's like, Hey, and that's it. And she's yeah. like, wait, everybody likes me. I don't, what's up with this? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes her. She's everybody's friend. She gets along with everyone and he is so uninterested in her, but not really. Yeah. Well, only, I mean, <laughs> only to her he face. Does, he is just, okay. His internal dialogue well it's not even internal so he has a dog and her name is Beatrice oh this is Natasha Madison has a lot of gifts her gift is giving us side characters that we love and adore and every time they're on the page we cheer and Beatrice is the character in this book she was the sassiest of dogs for a dog (laughs) like I assume well, she's a she... golden retriever. She was super sassy. Well, she went over and hung out with Vivian, even after Xavier had a long discussion with her that he, she was not going to go over there. She went. And they have rules. She, he's like, remember the rule, Beatrice. And Beatrice is like, whatever. Like, And he's like, well, we have the rule. Oh, my God. They, it was, I was dying laughing for a character that is furry that cannot talk and doesn't have a brain in its head because i assume the way the dog's described i assume it's a golden retriever that's what i pictured too so this like whatever like (laughs) nothing behind these eyes (laughs) well also he she doesn't beatrice like won't even sleep in his bed she has her own bedroom like on this yacht oh my gosh she was a she was a hoot and um but let's talk about xavier because so vivian's been keeping secrets from her family they only think that she works in as a writer no they think she's an editor yeah and they're like what does an editor do and she's like oh you know i just work on the computer yeah, they're like, she fixes words. They think she fixes mm-hmm. words on websites. They do not have a clue what they do. They just know that she has a job. Yeah. And I I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil it, but she's not just good. an editor. <laughs> no. And I, okay. So, and then Xavier um, was a professional hockey player. And he was um, the owner that he worked for was an asshole and he was really struggling with his mental health and um he was he was doing everything you're supposed to do when you are struggling with your mental health and he was reaching out for help and he was turned away yeah he was told to move on get let it go it they didn't have time for it and um it took a toll on him huge toll he he skated off the ice in the middle of warm-ups and never came back and yep. it was he's been away from hockey for two years and um he still hasn't he's been working hard on himself and going to therapy and mm-hmm. realizing that being on a boat made him happy he sold his mansion on long island and um was moving forward to live a life that he could function in and so for him he thought that was being um solo you know the solitude of being on a boat he would have a someone that would come down with him and move the boat from long island to florida for the winters and then back from florida to long island for the summers and he just 
he didn't have anybody but Beatrice. That was his whole world. He isolated himself. He had a very small, his circle was very, very small. Um, And because the people that he was supposed to trust turned their back on him. And so it was really a trust thing. No, his agent, Miles, did not. He was a really good guy. And honestly, I would love Miles' story. Mm-hmm. because he proved to be a really good guy. So here it is two years out of hockey. He's finally feeling more confident in himself. And um, some hockey teams are calling and saying, hey, are, are do you want to come back? We we might be interested. Um, and, and then the like hockey, like the biggest hockey family in the world, you know, like we're talking. They kept like, showing hockey. up at the boat and with he's snacks. Like, what the hell? He's like, these people look familiar. And then he realizes it. And he's like, holy crap. And he, he gets on his boat, boat and he leaves. Because <laughs> he realizes, like, he, he just shook hands with Michael. Uh, Michael Horton, right? Michael Grant. Michael Grant. Sorry. Max and Max Horton. Horton. Yeah. He shook hands with Michael Grant. And he's like, that was Michael Grant. But he didn't recognize Xavier. And so Xavier gets back on his boat looks up who Vivian is and is like out he's gone and then he and Beatrice well he makes a a lot more rules for he and Beatrice (laughs) that they both break well and then I love this because he is sort of like obsessed with Vivian's grandpa because it's like Gretzky you know like her grandpa is like Gretzky and he's like oh my god you're (laughs) well and that's she's like please don't cry because that's what wilson did cooper stone (laughs) is her grandfather Mm -hmm. and in one of the only one books her sister franny marries um wilson right Mm -hmm. and when wilson meets cooper stone he cries like a baby (laughs) so throughout this whole book when xavier you know, reveals himself that he was a hockey player and he questions Vivian and is like, but your grandpa is Cooper Stone. And she's like, listen, if you ever meet him, you cannot cry. Please don't do that. Wilson did that and we're not letting it go. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, as emotion, this is a very emotional book because Vivian, so Xavier is very open about his mental health struggles, but I also think Vivian is also open about her struggles with anxiety. So she has a lot of anxiety and she's very sort of open around that with um, Xavier. Like she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I'm so nervous and they're very open with each other and they navigate it and they, they do communicate. Of course, there's some miscommunications, um, there's a part in the book where here Vivian is a part of this huge famous family and it comes out what she does and he's like stands there like proud and he's like she's a big deal and they all start and they're like she might be like a bigger deal but I mean like it I just how he stood there and was like I'm so proud of you and it because it has it's just her talent you know yeah loved that there were some big emotions and and i'm not going to spoil it but 
There's a scene where Xavier is invited to sit down with freaking Nico. Because mm-hmm. maybe Dallas is interested. And at this point, they hadn't solidified what they were to each other. They just knew they really liked each other. And I think it was incredibly sexy that he didn't make a commitment. He didn't move anything forward or move anything back and said, I have to talk to Vivian first. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to Vivian. And I thought, oh, okay. Like, that's really cool. And sometimes, you know, that can be used as the misstep. And this book didn't really have a dark moment. There was never a mm-hmm. moment where these two weren't all in because I think it took him so long <laughs> to freaking get there. Um, and I hate to jump back, but there's a scene where he takes her family out on the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Vivian keeps telling her sister Franny and Wilson to please not have sex anywhere. (laughs) Stop it. Like, yeah. And then she complains about her parents always having sex. There's so much healthy sex positiveness in this book that it was just, it was a really great read. It was a five star read for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I want everyone to read this book. I think she did the mental health rep. I don't even want to call it a rep. The way it was handled with Xavier and him, um, I it was just so handled very well. I think she wrote it so very well, and I think it's something that so many people are dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I love how Xavier put himself first, and taking care of his mental health was a priority for him. Even as a big hockey star, his mental health was precedent. It really, I'm glad, and I hope she keeps doing it because we've had some big emotion these first two books, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited for the next book in this series. Um, I hope she keeps doing this because I like the emotions. I like the feel, and I like that she's not afraid to confront some really harder topics. But she does right. in a way because we have Max and Michael who bring in their chaos. You have the other family members that are, who knows? Hot mess express. <laughs> and the occasional like hockey star falling into tears over a man who just wants to be everybody's grandpa. <laughs> right. It's so yeah, funny. I think, I think she does such a great balance of being serious and having very serious topics. And then... You throw in a character who's dealing with their mental health, who has rules for their dog, and they have this great banter. Like, there's a lot of emotion. There's emotion, but it's not just, like, sad and deep. It's, like, funny stuff, too, because that's life. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to laugh through the pain and shed the tears all the while realizing somebody's making a fool of themselves. (laughs) So, um. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I want everyone to read this book. And if you need someone to buddy read it, reach out to us because we absolutely will read it with you. Feel free. Message me because I am. This is a book you definitely have to reread. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Anytime. Happy to talk books all the time. All the time. I know. Um, (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. 
If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 